0: good evening everyone welcome to tatami room episode 16 jlptn3 this is your host martin i've got a cool episode this week Uh, i'm excited to record this and uh, and put this out for you all um but before we get any further, uh, two things I want to talk about. Uh, first of all, uh, apologies for not getting an episode out last week. I uh, just felt like even if I put one out, might I have been able to squeeze the time. It wouldn't have been my best work. And uh, yeah, I want to make sure that it's, uh, whatever I'm putting out there is, is worth a listen. So uh, I apologize about that. Uh, I got this one coming out for y'all this week, and then uh, I'll have an even better episode um, or an equally good episode uh, next week. Um, The second thing I wanted to talk about was that Spotify Wrapped came out last week. I almost forgot about this but because <laughs> i'm doing tatami room i not only have my personal kind of wrapped but i also have a wrapped for podcasters from spotify uh, for tatami room and um, i was checking that out and uh just made me realize there's there's a lot of y'all that listen to tatami room and so i just want to take a quick second and thank you say thank you to everyone who's tuned in so far i i started this um in august i just kind of as a little personal project and uh it's been growing steadily and i think there's uh, quite a few of y'all who've said that you enjoy listening every week um and uh, it's not just my family you know so they're they're kind of obligated to listen uh even though my mom is apparently behind on some episodes so Hopefully, uh, hopefully she, she gets back on track soon. But yes, I, again, just really appreciate every single one of y'all. And apparently there were 16 people who had Tatami Room as their number one podcast for the year. So, you know, shout out to those people. Um, seriously appreciate it. Um, this week I wanted to talk about the JLPT N3 test that I took uh, this past Sunday, um, as the name of the episode would suggest. So I'll be talking about that in just a moment. But first, let's talk, or let's uh, have our Stoic quote of the week. And this one is by Epictetus. We have two ears and one mouth, so that we can listen twice as much as we speak. I thought that was a a fun quote for this week. just before we get started one more thing is that um there won't be a current event this week i will have one next week um but yeah this week is all about the jlpt n3 my experience with it so yeah without uh, further ado let's get started all right welcome back i want to start off by talking about uh, what i did to prepare for the japanese language proficiency test Um, For the kanji and vocab section, I looked at flashcards online, and I also created my own. I think creating my own was a great study tool for me. Uh, Even though it was a little um, time-consuming, I was able to get a lot of practice writing the kanji. And I think writing it led me to understand it and recognize a lot of the kanji better. And additionally, on the note cards that I created, I would write examples, uh, example words where that kanji was used. Um, and so that helped me not only learn the kanji, but also any associated vocabulary words that I might need to know. So I think making my own flashcards, again, time consuming, but I found it very, very helpful. Um, I also sat in on some kind of on some Japanese classes um, when I had a free period at school um, and the kids had they don't call it Japanese they call it Kokugo, which means like language of the nation or national language I guess. Um, and then yeah just kind of everyday exposure I'm living in Japan so um, I would be frequently be in an environment or I'm always in an environment where there's kind of kanji around me and so if I'm looking at a document or I'm just looking around and I, I see a kanji or a word that I just studied I always try kind of you know I think back oh what, what was that one or if there's one that I don't understand and I haven't really seen before then I, I would frequently look them up as well just to kind of you know, un- understand some of the documents I was dealing with or understand some of the signs that were around me, whether that was in class or at the office. For grammar, I would have to say this is my weakest point, um, or the, the, the session that I put the least amount of effort into studying, I, I have to say, I did not study much for the grammar. Um, any grammar that I picked up was mostly through listening. I tried to kind of cram some of the grammar in the last week, but, um, and I think maybe that it was helpful, but um, yeah, don't be preparing for a language, <laughs> like a language license granting test um, the week before. Um, that's not a good idea. I did have I do have a solid grasp I think of N4 grammar through um this online Claire course uh so Claire is a an abbreviation. I don't even know what the abbreviation is. There's a lot of abbreviations um, in the JET program, but basically it's a free course that gets sent out to JET people if uh, if they want a Japanese course. And I usually, it's not the most helpful, but I always did it, and I think it helped me um, learn a lot of the grammar concepts, at least the N4 grammar concepts. Um, so, um, the thing is, uh, N four is the level below N three. Um, it's it goes from five to one, not one to five. And so, knowing the N four concepts, well, well I, it was kind of necessary for the foundation um, to even be able to take the test. But um, not, uh, yeah, it. Uh, my my level of familiarity with the N three grammar concepts was not very high. In terms of the listening section, um, I think. That one I did the most practice with. I would say the most active practice I did with the kanji, um, just because I would actively be creating the flashcards and looking at the flashcards. But in terms of just overall study, I'm speaking Japanese um, virtually every day, um, on some days more than others, um, on some days basically almost the entire day. But um, even when I was speaking, I would make an effort to kind of utilize new grammar concepts or words that I've just been learning. And so not only was it just kind of a conversational kind of thing, but I also tried to be a little bit more intentional um, in my conversations to make sure that I was getting some good practice in. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think I'm, I'm in a Japanese environment, uh, Japanese speaking environment every day. And so the immersive learning, um, I think it's it's the easiest with uh, speaking or listening just hearing it, and uh, (laughs) having to comprehend it every single day. Um, Now onto the actual test. So getting there, so this test was on a Sunday, it was yesterday, Um, and first I thought it was going to be in Kumamoto, um, but luckily it turns out it was in Kagoshima City, so I just took the first ferry over in the morning, checked into my hotel, and then went to the testing site, which was at a university nearby, But to take the test, you sign up through, it's fairly simple, but you create an account uh, on the JLPT website, Um, it's called MyJLPT, log in, and then register through there. Um, Your registration card comes kind of late in the mail, I think I got mine like a week or two ago, so that's why I thought the test was going to be in Kumamoto, Um, but it turns out it was in, luckily, it was in Kagoshima, Um, I think each prefecture kind of has their own um, testing center. Uh, so there's a test in Kumamoto, testing test in Miyazaki, testing test in Kagoshima. But on the options when we were signing up, I just, I think I only saw that there was, uh, you selected Kyushu, which is kind of like this, the whole big island in the south of Japan um, that includes Kumamoto, Miyazaki, um, and a couple other prefectures that I'm forgetting right now. Um, so I thought there's going to be one central location in Kumamoto, which would would have been a bummer. But yeah, anyway, it, it was in uh, it was in Kagoshima. So, what do you need to bring? Um, if you're going to take the test, you need a pencil. Um, make sure it's like one of those ones that you can use on a Scantron. Uh, mechanical pencil is okay. You're gonna need an ID. Um, you're gonna need that packet that they send out, and a wristwatch. Now. Funny story, I thought like oh wristwatch like haha, you know there's gonna be a clock on the wall like whatever I'll just look at that. I don't I don't need a wristwatch. I don't have a wristwatch right. Obviously I can't use my Apple Watch or my smartwatch because it's worries of cheating and whatnot. Um, but I just thought I'd be, lo- be able to look on the wall. Now uh, to my surprise when I walked into the testing facility, all the r- the clocks in the room were covered with paper. And I don't know why this was, like, I don't know what kind of secret advantage I would have had with, you know, being able to look at that clock. But I just, I found myself in the, in the uncomfortable in situation where I'd be taking a test um, and I wouldn't really be able to time myself. Luckily, I had uh, two uh, very friendly people sitting next to me and so they kindly kind of oriented their wristwatches. Um, you you know they took him off uh, and they put him in a a place where I could easily kind of glance over at it Um, I hope this isn't I'm I'm not incriminating myself uh, cheating on the 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 test I did no such thing Um, but it was uh, the 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 wristwatches ended up being in a position where if I glanced up they would be in my field of view. And uh, incidentally, I, I would uh, learn the time as well. Uh, so that kind of came in clutch. <clears throat> now, the test itself um, has three portions. Uh, vocabulary, grammar, and listening. Um, there's kind of three sections that uh, I mentioned I, I studied. <laughs> and uh, the first section is vocabulary, tests. Uh, it's 30 minutes. It, tests your kanji and vocab ability um some questions are uh basically it lists um it has a sentence underlines a word um or a kanji and then asks you for the kind of how do you say this like what is this basically what's the what's the phonetic the what's the hiragana um for this And uh, there's also reverse kanji questions, where they give you the hiragana, um, which is the least complicated Japanese alphabet. It's just um, phonetic sounds, essentially. And they say, okay, well, given this hiragana, what kanji does that translate into? Um, Or what kanji translates into that hiragana gives you four kanji options. um, Multiple choice. (laughs) The grammar, grammar is the longest uh, longest uh, section at 70 minutes um, and they'll have like particle placement where you're looking at kind of like where are you putting your twos and kind of like thes if I'm trying to think of an English equivalent. Um, like is it a two that goes here, Uh, a a two, you know, a two, 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 three twos in English, is it like a therefore, or is it like a not only that but kind of vibe, but obviously it's asking all these in Japanese, Um, again, multiple choice, Uh, and one thing that I I think, um, I was a little scared of this section at first, but i think it's it might have been a strength of mine is the reading comprehension um so after the grammar um how do you how do you use certain particles there's a reading comprehension section it gives you a, a couple passages um sometimes it'll ask you like in this sentence what word you know fill in the blank kind of uh, to you know make the, the passage and the sentence make sense. And then there's also like, okay, what is this guy talking about in the passage? I think one of the passages, there's something like, the guy liked the fact that um, in Japan the, the filling up gas uh, works differently than um, in his home country or something like that. But anyway, so the reading comprehension there's a reading comprehension section as well. And finally there's listening, that's 40 minutes. Um, it says a question once (laughs) you only get one listen and then you choose between answers Um, sometimes uh, they'll have a diagram and they'll describe the diagram and then they'll say okay what's the most appropriate thing for this person in the diagram to say here um so that's just kind of the test parameters my experience with it starting off with the vocab vocab I think went decent um there's a lot of kanji that I was like, "Oh, yes, I knew this one." I think the kanji for athlete, which is senshu, was present and I was like, "Okay, yeah, no, this one I I know it." And there's a good feeling when you, you know, you you see a bunch of characters that you recognize. Um, there's a couple others where I'm like, "What is this?" I had no idea. Um but it turns out there was one question where I I kind of had to make a, an inference and think of like, hmm, well, this is a kanji I know, but this is not the the right, This you wouldn't say it like this usually, but um, sometimes kanji have kind of alternate readings or sayings as well. And uh, I think I made a, a correct inference. I looked it up after. And uh, yes, yeah, so that that's, that's a good, uh, makes me feel more confident. Moving on to the grammar section. i said the grammar needs more work the grammar needs more work so the the grammar section started off and i think the 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 really challenging part for me is like the particle placement um just because i think some of the n3 grammar is still a little bit advanced for me N three grammar can get up to it's using expressions like in for the the english equivalent is like not only that but or kind of a notwithstanding um, but anyway, it's it's kind of advanced conjunctions, uh, and I somewhat, I'm not the not the best with those, um, so it was really confusing. Um, hopefully, I didn't completely fail that section, but I do think I came in clutch with the reading. Um, the reading went well. I felt I think um, I've done a lot of reading comprehension kind of quizzes. Obviously, I, I've taken the LSAT, and the LSAT went well. Um, But so that's reading comprehension. There's a reading comprehension section there. And even though this test was in Japanese, and like reading comprehension is reading comprehension, you know, as long as you kind of get the gist of it, you can make inferences from the answers, the text, and whatnot. Uh, and so I felt a lot more confident when I was kind of reading the passages and answering the questions. Felt like I got a lot of those questions right. Unfortunately, the last one I, I ran out of time and I. Like, I looked back at the packet once they said, like, put your pencils down. And I realized I circled the wrong answer. If I had, like, one more minute and I looked it over carefully, I, was, I, I, I would have known. Uh, yeah, I, I left a point there. I gave the, gave the test, uh, I gave them a charity point. Um, and I know it's Christmas and whatnot, but uh, it's giving season. But I'm not, I'm not in a charitable mood when it comes to giving away free and easy test points. Um, f- finishing up with the listening I think the listening I felt the most confident with Um, even though it's kind of I-, I would expect like they you know on a listening test to have them repeat a question like two times or what not they only say it once so you better be paying attention that one time that they say the question Um, but I think the listening section went well I felt like quite a, a large number of the questions i was like yep i got it like this is what they're saying um there's a couple where i was like mm, i don't really know what he just said but those were few and even the ones where i wasn't completely sure i usually was able to narrow it down to like one or two answer choices um so yeah i feel good about the listening section i think that part can potentially carry my test um so we'll see Now, in terms of the scoring, um, so the scoring works in a a weird way, Um, I need to research this a little bit more, but the test is out of 180 points in total, and each section is worth 60. So even though the grammar is longer and had more questions, I think like 38 compared to like 20 something or 32 or something for the other sections, um, they're all weighted the same, and so the minimum score you need is 95 out of 180, so a little bit above 50%, and even, um, so that's, so you don't need, you don't need like, you don't need a perfect unit, it's not like you need 90% to pass here, and even on a section, the lowest you can get on a section, so each section is 60 points, the lowest you can get is a 19, um, if you get below a 19, uh, no pass but i think that 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 works for me um i definitely i i know i didn't get like a, <laughs> a remarkable score like 90% but i do think i have a solid chance of you know passing that 95 out of 180 mark um luckily this is a test i can take multiple times so even if I do fail I can go back and take it again if I feel more confident and I've spent more time in Japan I can go ahead and even take the N2 test um, when I'm ready for that so overall I think it was a good experience Um, a little bit expensive having to sign up for the test and take the ferry and whatnot but it was a good experience coming out here and being able to take the N3 Uh, now I know what the test looks like next time I won't forget my wristwatch Um, and yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to to be able to pass, um, if I don't, honestly, that's on me for not, you know, studying the grammar more, but uh, I find out my, uh, my results in January, so hopefully they're, they're favorable, and, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll keep y'all updated with, with what happens, but, yeah, I, I think I like the fact that this isn't a test where you need a lot of points, I mean, points correct, it's not like you need a 90%, it's about fifty five. I think I like that for language tests, right? Where, ha- being at a certain level in a language doesn't mean you like know every single one of these grammar concepts. It's like, you know, yeah, you know about half of them. Like you're in that you're in that ballpark, right? Like you can you can keep up with with that level, and then sometimes not. I don't know. I think I'm more in favor of let's say having a harder test. Have and. You know, having a, a lower, uh, like a 55% pass, kind of, versus having like uh, an easier test, but you need 90% to pass. I think it makes sense where, you know, for language at least, that the test is harder, um, but it's okay to miss more because I think when you're communicating, when you're testing language ability, it's like as long as you're able to generally follow the guidelines that. Um, are set for that level, um, even if you don't know every single one of them, you know, you're at that level. Um, it doesn't mean being at that at a certain level in a language, it's not like, okay, every single grammar point. I don't know, that's just kind of my opinion. Um, obviously, I think you can frame, uh, frame guidelines in a way where having like a 90% pass uh, margin also makes sense. But um, yeah I'm <laughs> at least for if, if it was 90% uh, I needed 90% on this test to pass um, I can tell you all right now that would not be happening um, but I got a shot with uh, with this 95 out of 180 and uh, yeah so find out in January but anyway that was my my experience with the JLPT N3 I, I would suggest getting started studying early um, and really reviewing those grammar uh, grammar points because uh, I yeah I definitely kind of slacked on the grammar. But yeah, let's uh, go ahead and cut to the closing section. All right, welcome to the closing section, everyone. I do want to make one kind of general suggestion um, for anyone that plans to take uh, JLPTs, any of them really. Uh, this might sound kind of basic, but bring food and water, uh, so you can, or any beverage so you can stay hydrated. Um, and the reason I'm saying this is because on the test packet, they say like, Oh, no eating during the test, but there are breaks between sections and you are allowed to eat and uh, drink during those times. Um, and yeah, the, the test is, uh, long in and of itself, but also the explanations um as well as the breaks like the whole thing for me went from 12 30 p.m to 4 35 p.m i think so about like four hours in total and so you want to make sure you know you're staying hydrated um and got enough food during that time i i brought um a red bull uh onigiri and like a little energy gel thing that i picked up at like a local 7-eleven um yeah, hopefully the Red Bull gives me wings. Um, it gave me wings on the LSAT. Uh, so, you know, hopefully it does the same thing for the JLPT. But anyway, um, instead of a word and a stat of the week this week, I have two stats for you. Um, one is, the first stat is number two. And I had to include this stat because it is the Washington Huskies' current um, ranking in the, the I don't know what kind of poll it is, but the Huskies are the number two ranked um, football team in the nation, and they're going to be playing I think the Texas Longhorns in the Sugar Bowl, um, and so yeah, it's it's great. I mean, unfortunately, I just graduated, so um, not not part didn't get to witness any of the the spectacular games this season that UW had, but um, it's awesome that. UW, uh, Washington Washington Huskies are doing such a good job at football. So yeah, number 2 ranked team in the country and will be in the college football playoffs, you know, win win two games and maybe national champions. That would, that would be awesome. So rooting for uh, for the team. The other stat I want to mention um, is 5 5.0 to be precise. Um, and that is the overall rating that um the tommy room had on spotify this year i i dug this uh out from my my podcasters wrapped um and uh this is not i don't i didn't want to put this uh to to brag and say that i think my the quality of my podcast is five stars i feel like there's definitely better podcasts out there um i don't know about in the same genre but definitely in other genres um but yeah i mean i thank you for everyone who's you know put a little rating just takes like two clicks but um it's great that you know at least uh it looks like everyone's uh enjoying the podcast and and uh giving it good reviews so far so i really appreciate anyone who you know put the five stars in there um you know it gives, uh, gives me something to smile about, so thank you so much. Um, hopefully, I'll, I'll keep the quality up uh, next year as well, so I can have another uh, rapt where uh, I have a five star rating. So hopefully, I can I can maintain that. That's the goal. That's the plan. In any case, <clears throat> thank you all for listening to episode sixteen of uh, Tatami Room, um, and thank you for a great rapt or Spotify rapt. Um, I will. Catch you all next week. Per aspera ad astra. Peace and love.